it, it's struggling. It, it it's like Fred Flintstone doing his <laughs> little little run. Yeah. Like Shaggy and Scoob running in place. There, there you go. Uh, the Bulls out there don't. I, I, I don't want to say they're not concerned, Oliver, but but the big guys, the whales, they're, they're actually accumulating on this here. And and would I take this over the last twenty-four to thirty-six hours, especially with you know the the overnight Sunday session into Monday? Would I take this as more of risk off in terms of? This is the first thing and the easiest thing, maybe the most liquid thing that that people that have risky assets can really get to and access, obviously 24-7. So as the markets, you know, really sold off the, the Asian market Sunday night into yesterday morning and our market started selling off before the futures even opened up, what in my estimation were people going to first? It was crypto because it's accessible 24-7. Mm. Now. You know, some people may say, ah, you know, that that's garbage, that's hogwash. You know, there, there there's more to it, and there may be, there absolutely may be. But you know, Bitcoin has been stuck in a range. It happens to be at the very low end of this range now. It has been stuck in a range for quite some time now, and you know, until we really break through the 42 and change level, which I know we hit 40 on a on a bit of a cla- uh, crash, and we came right back, but. Until we we really you know break that 42 and and get down to maybe the 36 or 37 level, I think the bulls still have the upper hand. So Scott, uh, I like that point, and I'm, I'm with you there. Where it seems like this is really a battleground, uh, the breakout from 30, the bounce, and then that move we got uh, cut pretty quickly here, almost all the way up to yep. 50. Uh, but as we were talking about, the the area between 42 and 50 is one that is uh, murky. Uh, and so we're still there. So it's kind of like we just, uh, to your point, ran in place basically for about a month and a half. How do you think that um, Bitcoin might kind of fit into some of the broader risk-off moves we've gotten here that stretch back about kind of three weeks since we got those records? Yeah, you know, I, I maybe like the rest of the market, the equity market, the bond market, maybe Bitcoin is also kind of waiting to see what the Fed does tomorrow. Again, we, we've talked about yeah. we don't really know what that correlation is, right? What is the correlation of crypto to interest rates, to the dollar? We, we don't really know what that is, but I think that is maybe in a wait and see, you know, kind of kind of scenario right now with the easier uh, of of the thing to do is to maybe be on the sidelines, to be out of any long position. A lot of people that I know, and I'm not just talking about individuals that are buying, uh, you know, you know, X amount of dollars. I'm talking to you know bigger funds that that are investing in in the Bitcoin space. When there's a big announcement out there, they'd rather be on the sidelines and get in after the fact, even if they miss some of the move, than ahead of the fact. And maybe this is one with the Fed announcement tomorrow. Okay, so it's a big one. And uh, I do think that uh, if there's one uh, macro narrative uh, that definitely matters for Bitcoin, it's the Fed. Uh, Probably a stretch with some of the other things, but uh, that one certainly is uh, on everyone's radar in the crypto world to see how much Jay Powell and crew are ready to tighten things up. Uh, So, Scott, uh, relative to some of the weakness, uh, yesterday Bitcoin got slammed, of course. Uh, Gold had a decent session. Uh, Bonds have been pretty firm. What do you think uh, is making the best case for a hideout right now uh, in this market? If I told you from here to the next week, we're going down 10% in the S&P 500. 
Where would you want to be if you had that knowledge ahead of time? Well, first, I would take the other side of that. But if I had <laughs> that knowledge ahead of time right now, I, I would probably want to be short in the queues, you know, the, the, the NASDAQ, okay. if I knew that we were going down there. Why? Because I think that has more room to run to the downside than the S&Ps do. Um, you know, the small caps, the Russell is obviously more sensitive to any interest rate move. So you, you may see a quicker snap or a quicker drop there. But if I knew that we were going down 10%, it, it would really be in the tech space because I think there's a lot of odds stacked against it. And one of the reasons that maybe we would go down 10% is because rates are going higher. So that's why I don't really see that happening. However, if I knew that you know the Fed was going to pull the plug and say, you know, we're we're tapering right now and, and we see our first hike in the first or second quarter of 2022, that's where I'd want to be short. Okay. I like that. I should have Phrase the question slightly differently. Shorten stocks on the way down, but I like the specifics on the NASDAQ short. It doesn't sound like you'd want to be in bonds if you think that the most likely way to rock the boat right now is through higher yields. Does any of the other stuff work? Gold, uh, low vol funds, the utility trade, stuff like that? Or uh, is this just like dollar and short bonds, short tech if you're worried about downside here? Yeah, again, I, you know, you're looking, you're, you're asking me for a very short term move you sure. know, for the next 10 days or something. If it was more of an extended drop, yeah, then you look to the utility space, maybe, maybe, you know, an area like that. But for a, a, a quick hitter, if you will, that's where I would head.